Thank you for listening to the podcast of John Thiel Maasbach. We hope it inspires you and pray this message will bless you. I'd like to speak to you today about a very important subject, and it's about the surrendered life. Now, I know that, of course, so many would rather hear something about the glorious life and about the blessed life and about the prosperous life. But the blessed life and the prosperous life and the life that is full of goodness and glory and God's blessing is inside the surrendered life. So even though the title might not appeal to you so much because, well, let's be honest, who wants to hear about surrendering yourself and who you are and what you have and your rights and your power and your control and your directions and all the things that you say and do to surrender them to the authority of the Holy Spirit, to the authority of King Jesus. I understand that we say, well, that surrendered life is not something that fits in how society is working today, at least in many parts of the world, many parts of the world. And I'm thinking of the Americas and then, of course, in, in Europe. So many, they, they don't want to live a surrendered life. They want their freedom to do what they want, to be able to say what they can say. And I'm so very thankful for freedom, that we have the freedom that we can be who we want to be. We can go where we want to go. We can say what we want to say. And, and I believe very strongly that's an important thing, this freedom. And it's necessary also for us so that we will have the freedom to worship God and to live the life, the holy life that he would want us to live. But surrender is the key for a successful Christian life. Surrender to God is the key, is the answer how to receive his blessings and how to live under his blessing. It is to be surrendered to him. This word, what does it tell us? Well, it tells us that we give up something to another person, or in this case, that we give up ourselves to the Lord. We relinquish something that is granted to us or that is ours. And it could be possessions, it could be power or goals or or, or even your whole life. When we get married, we surrender to each other. Well, that doesn't mean that we don't live our life or that we are not who we are anymore. But yet we promise that we will live for each other now, that we will help each other. And I think many marriage problems are there because they say I do to each other on the altar and before the minister, but yet they don't surrender to each other anything of their right, of their control, of their dreams or their vision or their goals. And they just want to keep on living like they are solo. Well, that doesn't work. You must come into a unity. And so it is with the Lord as we become his children, as we surrender to him our life. And I think many people don't understand this. But the Bible says very clearly in the words of Peter, you are not your own anymore. You have been paid for. You have been bought with a very high, high price, with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. And so... When we are bought and we are paid for, we are not our own anymore. Oh, and in the beginning or at some times in our life, when the Lord comes to us 
And maybe he deals with something that that even though when we came to the Lord, we said, under tears, we cried and we said, Lord, I give you my life. I give you everything. I give you full control. And of course, many worship songs that we sing as we are singing the lyrics that others wrote, we are singing, well, Lord, you are Lord. You are Lord. You are Lord. You are the highest. You are my king. But we don't always understand the impact of that in our own lives because many times we keep living under the control of our own administration. And the Lord, many times he leaves things as they are and he is working on us. I'm so thankful that when I came to the Lord and really gave my heart to the Lord and I did the same thing, I said, Lord, I'm yours. Anything that you would want me to relinquish or give up, I'll do it, Lord. Anything you want me to do, I do it, Lord. And I stood up and I felt like I gave the Lord my whole heart. But as I'm walking with him, Through the years, well, time to time, he takes me into the holy place, and then he reveals to me areas in my life that are not fully surrendered to him yet, and he brings me in a a gentle way, in a loving way, to that point to also give that up under his control. And I can tell you, maybe we resist it sometimes, willingly or, 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 or even unwillingly or Paul said, he said, well, the good I want to do, I'm not doing it. And the evil that I don't want to do, it's that what I'm doing. I feel like a wretched man. And sometimes we we are not willingly fighting the Lord, but it's just our flesh and our fleshly heart that is fighting the Spirit of God. At other times, we don't know. We're, We're not aware that we are living in a way that is still living under our own control. But you know, that is only hurting us. It's only damaging us. And so many times as the Lord leads us to the place of surrender, it can be difficult and, and, and we can have a hard time to come to the point of surrender. But I know that once we have passed it, oh, it will bring us so much joy and happiness and it will make life only easier. Oh, it's just on what side of the surrender you are standing. If you are before the surrender, well, it can be difficult and and people can influence you and your own mind and your flesh is contemplating and thinking, well, you know, if I do this, what will and how can? And we get all these questions. But once we come to the other side of surrender, we think, why did I hesitate? And why did it take so long to give this under the control of the Holy Spirit. Life is so much better now, and things are so much easier now that I am surrendered to him. He has full control, and he brings the goodness, his goodness and his glory and his blessing into every area where he rules. And where he rules, King Jesus, he rules with righteousness, and he rules with peace. Jesus himself lived a surrendered life. It says in John 6, 38, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. He also says, I seek not my own glory in chapter 8, verse 50. Christ never did anything on his own, my dear friend. Never, never. He never went somewhere out of his own. He never said something out of his own. He never made a move, but he always did what the Father told him to do. He says it in chapter 8, verse 28 and verse 29. He says, I do nothing of myself, but as my father have taught me, I speak these things. 
for I always do those things that please him. Well, hallelujah, if this can be your testimony, if this can be my testimony, if we can say, I only do those things that the Father is pleased about. Well, that's the life to live, and that's the life we want to live. I know it's also your wish, your will to live according to his will, But yes, we are living in this fleshly body. We still have sometimes this fleshly heart that wants to live, but it must be dead in Christ. And Christ must reign in his new life, with his new life that he has given into us. Well, it says also, therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down, and I have power to take it again. Chapter 10 of John, verse 17 and 18. And my dear friend, oh, don't underestimate your role in this. You have power to lay down your life or to pick it up. You can say, I don't want to do this, what Christ tells me to do. I don't want to be obedient to his word. I want to do this, what I see others do. I want to do this, what my heart desires, my fleshly heart desires to do. I, I I want to take that girl or that boy. I want to go to this place or that place. I don't want to do that ministry. I don't want to. Well, there's so many, so many things. And you have the power to make a choice if you will surrender to the Lord or not. Maybe you say, well, you are taking Christ as an example, but Christ, he is God in the flesh. So of course he had no choice but to do the will of the Father. But remember, when he prayed, he said, Lord, oh, if it's possible, take this cup away from me. That cup representing the bitterness and the pain and the shame and the sin of all mankind that he had to drink to the last drop. He said, Lord, if possible, all this this torture that I'm about to receive and the pain and, and to go all the way to the cross and hang there as a curse taking upon me all the sin and shame of all of mankind. If there is another way for them to be set free, then, Lord, do it another way. But if not, I will drink it, Lord. And he had the choice there. It says about Christ that he also had to go this road of obedience. He had to go the road of suffering. Oh, his obedience was proven in the suffering that he took when he was here in the flesh. And he took it. He says here himself, I just read it. He says, no man is pressing me, taking it from me or or forcing me. God is not forcing me. I make this choice to lay down my life. I make this choice to lay down my life in obedience to the will of the Father. Oh, my dear friend, Christ also made that choice. He made a choice to live the life of surrender. But it also says about Christ, because he was obedient even unto death, death upon the cross, that God gave him a name above every other name, that every knee will bow, and that everyone in heaven and on the earth and under the earth will say, he is Lord. Yes. Oh, my dear friend, the life of surrender, there is that time of pain, of suffering, when you lay down yourself. There is that time of dying to yourself, dying to your own will, 
maybe your own dreams, your own visions, the future that you had in mind, the course that you had set for yourself. Oh, you lay it down before the Lord and you say, Lord, I won't go that way that I want to go, but I will go your way. I will do your will. I won't take revenge myself, but I will bless my enemies. Oh, I will not do this, but I will do the opposite. I will do what your word commands me to do. And Lord, as we do that, and my friend, as we do that, oh, it can be difficult and it can be painful. And if you feel like you're dying and you are dying in a sense to yourself, but there is something on the other side. There is a glory there. There is a peace there on a different level, in a different dimension. Oh, there are blessings untold there. There is the good life there. The surrendered life is the good life. And we need to do it out of our own will. Yes, the Lord, he can help us. The Lord, he leads us to that place where we come to a point where we can make a choice. And he helps us if we want to live the surrendered life. But we do have the choice to say, I will not go into the promised land. Oh, I will not go into the land of milk and honey. No, I will go to some other country that I have my eyes set upon it. Oh, remember Abraham and Lot, even though it should be the other way around. Lot should have said, Abraham, oh, who am I to make a choice? It's up to you. You you decide what is best for me. You decide what you want to have in your life. I will make do with whatever you leave for me. You are the chosen one of the Lord. You are the one that is blessed of God. And I know that whatever you will give to me, it will be blessed too. But, but Lot said, no, 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 I will choose that land there on the river bank. It's fruitful. Oh, it's close to the cities there. I will make my choice. I will have my will here. I finally can go where I want to go. And he left Abraham and he went to that place that he chose with a fleshly heart and he chose it with his eyes. Oh, with the eyes of flesh. And my dear friends, he lost everything. His daughters, they went into a a, a terrible life. And his wife, oh, she died there when they had to escape from Sodom and Gomorrah. It was terrible, my dear friends. He lost everything. And it's a shame what happened in his life. It's a shame what he brought forth in his life. But the Lord said to Abraham, Abraham, (laughs) don't worry about Lot. Oh, come up on this hill. Look to the left. Look to the right. Look to the east. Look to the west. Oh, everything, Abraham, I will give it to you. Abraham lived a surrendered life. David lived a surrendered life. Jesus lived a surrendered life. Paul lived a surrendered life. And Paul even said, he says, For this cause I obtained mercy, that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all longsuffering for a pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. 1 Timothy 1.16. In other words, Paul is saying here, the surrendered life that I'm living now, because it's not me that is alive, but it's Christ that is alive in me. And as I'm living in the flesh, I'm living in Christ. And he said, God revealed that in me and, and is showing it through me that others may follow me. My life has become a pattern for others to follow. If you want your life to be a pattern for others to follow, you must live the surrendered life. 
Well, that surrendered life, yes, oh, it will bring you to a place of suffering and of pain. It will bring you to a place where you feel so utterly helpless that you just don't know anymore what to do because that point of death is the point of life. Yes, where you die to yourself, where you say, I cannot do it anymore. (laughs) When you say, I cannot move forward anymore. When you say, I don't know how to bring a change anymore. That's when you start to step into the miraculous. That's when you start to step into the supernatural. Oh, as long as you knew how, as long as you were able to do it, as long as you could fulfill your dreams and could fulfill your destiny, you were doing it out of the power of the flesh. You were doing it out of the power of your own will. But as you live the surrendered life, and that usually comes in a place where we have suffered where we have come to the place where we have died to ourselves. But that point of death becomes the point of his life. Hallelujah. And Saul came to the point of death. I'm talking about Saul who became Paul. And Saul, when he had died to himself, his name changed into Paul. Oh, you will have a change in your life. We see that definite change in the life of Saul who became Paul, the great apostle. Oh, that man that was a Jesus hater, that was so self-righteous, a persecutor of Christians. He was well-educated. He had such a great self-will. He was full of such a religious ambition. He was a Pharisee and so zealous to live that religious life. But Jesus set him free. And this self-made and self-determined and self-directed man became one of the most God-dependent, God-filled and God-led people of history that even now he is a pattern for us to follow. Oh, my dear friend, if God could do it with a Saul, read the book of Acts, he can do it for you and with you and in you. If you have a desire to live that surrendered life, then pray this prayer with me right now and your life will become better and the blessings will be greater. Oh, you will be prosperous in ways that you never imagined. Lord, I pray right now for my listeners as I have given the examples of Abraham, of Paul, Lord, of Jesus, your son himself, who chose to do your will. I pray that everyone who is listening, if they are on that crossroad right now, And they need to make a choice, oh Lord, that they will choose you, that they will choose your will to be obedient to your word, that they will choose the way that the Spirit of God is leading them, Lord, that they will not choose their own will, their own desires, the desires of their fleshly heart, that they will not have their eyes set upon the material things of this world, of this life, that they will not just think with their mind, their human thoughts and the the inspiration of man, but that they will be inspired by you, that they will be inspired by the life of Christ, the life of Paul, the life of Abraham, the life of King David, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that they will be a success or maybe not in the eyes of men of this world, of this society now, but that they will be a success in your eyes. Lord, Lot chose with his heart, with his eyes. He chose with his mind a flesh, Lord. But Lord Abraham, he chose your way. And now, Lord, we see how blessed Abraham is. We see how Lot 
has lost everything. Lord, let my listeners not be like a lot, but let them be like Abraham. Let them be like Christ. Let them be like Paul, Lord, that they will gain everything because, Lord, they have you. And even if it looks like they're surrendering everything of themselves and they're surrendering their whole life, Lord, what is it? compared to the blessings and the good life that you have given to us. Lord, help them right now. Help them. Strengthen their inner man. Lord, reveal to them your word. Reveal to them, Lord, the path that you have for them. Reveal to them, Lord, the road that leads to blessings and success and help them in this choice. Help them, Lord, on the path. Help them, Lord, to be strong and determined. And Lord, I know that the blessings will come. Your goodness will come, Lord. Lord, I see it every time and time again in the Bible and in modern day history. I see that those that have surrendered themselves and lived a surrendered life are the blessed, are the ones that have peace, unimaginable, peace like a river. They have joy overflowing like a fountain. Lord, let my listeners have that joy, have that peace, have that blessing, because they are living that surrendered life through the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Do you wish to listen to more messages? Go to themessagestation.com. Also visit us at maasbach.com. 